Coming in October, an all-new 365-day prayer devotional from Sarah Young. Scripture-based daily prayers to bring you closer to Him. Free sample at JesusCalling.com. Grandma was the reason I was introduced to the Lord, but it wasn't an introduction. It was just like, this is a way of life and this is the way it is, really. Nothing pushy, never pushy. Just gentle. And we'd go to church with them. Her grandpa would sing, and I've just always known the Lord. Thank you, Grandma. Me too. I think we can all say that she was such an inspiration to us. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. This week, we get to hear from three very special guests. They are sisters who have stuck together through the good times and the bad. Country and gospel music singing sisters Reba McIntyre, Susie McIntyre Eaton, and Alice Foran. These sisters look back on what it was like growing up on an 8,000-acre ranch, traveling to rodeos with their cowboy dad and their schoolteacher mother, and they reflect on lessons of faith learned from their grandmother, Reba Smith. Plus, they share family stories in a special way that only sisters can. People ask me that a lot of times, what's so special about growing up in Oklahoma? And I always answer, it's the people that was so cool. They're down home, and they'll help you out anytime you need help. Well, another reason we're lucky is because we were raised around our cousins and a tight-knit family. Um, We would fight amongst ourselves, but anybody from the outside come in, and they had all of us to tangle with. Katie, bar the door. (laughs) It was Mama and uh, Mama's kids, Aunt Jenny's kids, Uncle Dale's kids, and, and we were raised together and very close growing up. I can remember going over to Uncle Dale and A. Virginia's house, and they had that platform rocker. And the platform rocker would not only rock, but it would go round and round and round and round. And we would do that when Aunt Virginia wasn't looking (laughs) most of the time. But we would get outside in the yard, and we would play. We would get down in the creek bottoms and play all day. They didn't have to tell us to go get busy and get out of their hair. We were outside. And I remember that so much there and at Aunt Jeannie and Uncle Slim's house. That's Mama's sister and brother-in-law. We just had lots of cousins to be able to play with. And even to this day, I look at our cousins as our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've lost three of them. Um, But the the ones that are still with us are just so doggone special. Let's talk about the house we grew up in. Uh, Mom and Daddy moved from over on the lake property because Otoka Lake came in, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City built a lake. They came over to where the house was where we were basically all raised. In 1956 and Mm 7. Right before I was born. Uh And um, describe describe what the house was like, Ruth. I remember it as being not finished when you came home from the hospital in November of 57. And I still remember, I see the beams on the floor or the, or the uh, in y'all's bedroom, you and Paik, and there's dirt underneath it. I remember that. In November. And November of 57. And there was three bedrooms, one living room, one little bitty bathroom for six people. Six of us. And we had a pond up the hill that the cattle also used, and that was our drinking water and our using water. Mm-hmm. But we were grateful to have a bathroom. What I was kind of coming to is mom and daddy built that house and it was a mansion compared to what they had lived in previously because when they first got married, they moved the hogs out of the till house to be able to live in a house. Uh, Very poor days. It was tough in those days. And so 
What this is, is a piece of sheetrock that we had right by the telephone. The whole and wall was sheetrock? Yes, the whole wall was sheetrock. This became Daddy's way of putting the numbers down. And so we all joined in and we just put the numbers on the wall and they would be right there. No need to get a book. And not in alphabetical order? Any order at all. And you, we'd walk in the house and Daddy'd be sitting there just looking at the wall and we'd stand there and say, who are you looking for? Jim Clark. <laughs> and be, we just, we all look, right there here, it is and we find it. And back then there weren't any area codes and we had a party line. Kids today don't have a clue what a rotary phone is or, or a party line. My grandchildren don't know. But we would, <laughs> Pake and I would get on the party line and listen to Tommy McGee and, and Carrie, his future wife. They were sweethearts and they would talk about all their aspirations and, and getting married and everything. We'd listen in. And then finally, Tommy would hear us breathing or making a sound. He'd say, y'all get off the phone. So, yeah. you know, it was always fun. Me and Reba shared a bedroom. I don't know that I'm as any cleaner than you are, but you would not hang up your clothes. You just piled them higher, higher, <laughs> higher up on the dresser. Did we have the bunk beds then? Mm -hmm. You were on top and I was on the bottom. Yeah. And then one time you were in there with us and all three girls in one little room, and I bet our closet space wasn't this, right. this big, and the rod went down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all hand-me-downs right. anyway. Right. But one time I came home from a basketball game or something, and you and Pake had taken all the strings out of every shoe in the house, uh -huh. and my old round plastic rollers, yep. you'd taken the shoe strings through the rollers and had just gone from the curtain to the little chandelier Clark Ryan had made for me, to, and I couldn't even walk in the room. It was a booby it, trap. It was a booby trap. <laughs> They really liked me. They took all that time to do that. And I just wiggled through and got in my bed. I was so thrilled. Y'all yeah. got bored. So we were adventurous. I mean, we were left alone quite a bit. Mama was the secretary at the school, so in the summertime she worked. Daddy was off doing what he was doing, working on the ranch or on a rodeo Road. tour. Mm -hmm. And we were by ourselves a lot. Remember, we had the old window fan, that uh, big old water cooler. In the kitchen. And, yeah, and it was, um, whew, and we'd have to run outside and get the water hose and put uh, uh, water down the, what do you call those? Yeah, those cool, kind of cool those cold cold things. And uh, to have any breath of cool air, that was real living. When you were going to college and you left Joe Dan your horse there and I would ride your horse and then I'd ride my horse and being out there by myself, it was when I was really closest to the Lord. Always outside was when I was closest. Right. Yeah. Being outside, I just loved it. That was my church. Growing up in southeastern Oklahoma where both of our parents were raised, I mean, that's such a deep root into our heritage. Mm -hmm. And the ranching, the rodeo, both of you guys rodeoed. I didn't. Every time I got on a horse, I got hurt. So I thought, <laughs> better better do something else. But it was usually because Reba got you hurt. Alice, <laughs> don't lie on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all start? Where did your spirituality start? Where did you get that little kind of like grain of sand put into your life, Reba? Start with you. Um, where did you kind of get aware of who God was? Through Grandma, Mama's Mama, the one I'm named after, Reba mm -hmm. Estelle Smith. 
Grandma was very spiritual. Grandma was the one, remember when we, we'd be go down there to the pond dam and we'd be fishing, but I think Grandma's main mission was to tell us Bible stories yeah. and, and tell us of her love for the Lord. And people would say, how long have you known the Lord? I, I can't remember not knowing mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was from a very early age and we went to church with them and they would pray before they went to bed at night. Mm -hmm. And that's where we saw that. That wasn't just about church either. It was her walk. She was such a, a, a dear, dear person. Mm -hmm. And uh, to talk about her, it brings emotion because she was so kind. And, um, you know, Grandpa Smith was just a, a toot yeah. a lot of times, but she was so nice about, about everything. She was even, even keel. Yes. Remember that time when we were playing Easter egg hunt way after Easter and we were hiding flip-flops? And I saw one and it was on a bunch of boards and I went and I stuck oh a nail right oh, through my foot. That's right, yeah. And I got to lay on the divan in there in the living room. <laughs> the she put coal oil in my uh, wound. Uh, my wound uh -huh. and everybody else had to stay outside. Yes. It was hot. Mm -hmm, I remember that well. <laughs> she had Georgie read me the funny papers. And and speaking of, of hot, her house was not air conditioned. No. She had to cook in that little old bitty kitchen, but made the best blackberry cobblers you have ever lapped a lip on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, she uh, did. Fresh butter, fresh milk, fresh eggs. I mean, everything that was brought into that kitchen was made by her. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have a life without difficulties, oh even my. in her relationships. And uh, she uh, came from Mississippi as a young girl, and they settled in southeastern Oklahoma. Her, her, uh, parents were sharecroppers and they just they existed on the way of life at that time exactly. i mean she was born what 1902 maybe never had a formal education uh, i never saw in a pair of pants she didn't get a driver's license but she influenced us, us. who influenced others every one of our kids have been influenced by by her what she did and into our grandchildren mm -hmm. because of her so one little seed can go so far into the into eternity. You know, I've never thought of it that way. No. She just because of her. Yeah. I want to talk about Daddy's faith. Daddy, being a rodeo cowboy, mm -hmm. was rough. He was a rancher. Ranchers don't back then ordinarily didn't go to church. They didn't talk about their spirituality or or anything like that. But I really think Daddy was convicted. He knew by just nature, he, he'd heard enough about Jesus that uh, he knew what he should do. He got saved and baptized, what, in 80, sometime in 80. And um, he was not ashamed at <laughs> all um, to go down in, in front of the church and, and be baptized. And I think that took a load off of his I remember one time he said, uh, well, you get insurance for your house. You might ought to get insurance for your soul. Yeah, I never heard of that. That's a good one. <laughs> he was very logical. Uh, he wasn't real ooey-wooey, but if it needed to be done, well, why not do it? Yeah. Uh -huh. why, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to, to think of it. I mean, Jesus provided that for us. Why don't we accept it as a free gift? So he was very logical in that. Y'all remember when we would go to Chalky to the church and Pastor Edge was preaching and Daddy would be intent. He was just listening so carefully. And um, 
he'd say, preacher, preacher. Right during this sermon. <laughs> during the sermon. And us kids would go, but daddy had a question. And he thought, figured if he didn't ask it right then, that they might not get the he'd right answer. Yeah. Well, he'd forget it too. And uh, he'd stop the sermon and say, yes, Clark, what do you need? And he'd say, I don't quite understand. Speaking of baptism, we got to tell about mama's baptism. Mm -hmm. she, which was late in life. She was 87. I thought 88, but it was a fun day. We weren't there, but Trish Ann, our cousin, was and said that... When she went down in front of the church. Yeah, when she was at church and they were doing altar call and Mama went down and uh, Joy Lansdale, the preacher, said, well, Jackie, what can I do for you? And she said, well, preacher, I'm turning myself in. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came in to, to when she got baptized. That was, that was, that was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Alice, I remember when I was having trouble in my first marriage, you you were working for the Department of Human Services and you afforded me a way to get out. I didn't take it, but you were always taking care of us. For some reason, I could go to you before I could go to my mama in many instances. And I just want to tell you thanks. Oh, Lord. Thanks. Thanks for trying. And um, Reba, you gave me lots of opportunity on the road. I mean, I went with you when you first started. I was with you on your first bus. Yeah. I went with you on those radio tours and I got to sing with you on the Opry and so many good things. Sisters, sisters are good for lots of things. And I I'm, I'm really feel sorry for, for women who don't have a sister, but God will always provide a very good friend to be with each other. And it's it's a it's a sisterhood. It's something that's blood and it goes farther than blood. It becomes a you can almost communicate with each other across the miles and you know what's going on. You know somebody needs to be called. Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted to say that how much both of you have influenced my life for the better. Thank you. Right sir. back at you. Thank and you. I I was always meant to be a mama, and I practiced on y'all, <laughs> and, uh, you know, disciplined you and took the responsibility, but I don't know that I love my children any more than I love you two and Paik. A mama always looks at her children that they're perfect, but understands that they're not, mm -hmm. you know, but we hurt when you're hurting. And but we, you think we're perfect, right? We, right, that's I what I was you're thinking. Perfect, <laughs> and she's right on that. Of course, of course. <laughs> and uh, you know, um, Haley was born in 1986, and um, she was born with a multitude of, of disabilities. And I think, had I not been a mother to you guys and um, and my own children, Vince, Garrett, and Trevor, and, and later Haley, I don't think that Robert and I could have done it and, and done as good a job as we did with her. I know, Alice, that your having Haley was probably the greatest test of faith for you. Um, and I know that you've relied on God all the way through it. It has made you stronger, right? Yes, so oh, absolutely, yes. Um, there have been other trials in our life. I, you know, not just Haley. Haley's 35 years old now, mm -hmm. just as healthy as a horse. We recently went through the, the death of our, our grandson, uh, who was addicted to drugs 
But God worked away in his life. Ryan was addicted at an early age to opioids. And you guys know, I've told you all this about how he struggled and he, he fought to get clean. And that addiction is so horrible. And he was a beautiful boy. He was blonde haired, blue eyed, but he just, he just could not get rid of those demons and, and uh, with the drugs and he died. Uh, last October, but a month before he died, he went in front of the church and asked to rededicate his life and to be baptized. And um, I think that has been gotten us all through it to know that Ryan knew knew what he needed to do and. Um, that's and we great. have that peace, mm-hmm. peace knowing that he's in the arms right. of Jesus. Right, for sure. Oh, my um, gosh. Now, I'm going to say something right now. I don't know what God's plan was for Haley coming to y'all, but he couldn't have sent it to two better people than you and Robert. Thank That's you. right. I've never seen so much love to one child and still have enough for the other children in the family, mm-hmm. nieces and nephews and Um, Y'all are strong, the biggest hearts in the world. Thanks. Thank you. And Robert is is my rock, and he's a godly man, and I know that God gave him to me. Mm -hmm. And just like Mark with you and and Rex Rex with with you, um, it's God. It gives us what he needs. Grew us up. Definitely. I've waited 66 years for a man to pray with and to share a faith and love of the Lord, to be compassionate, to have a compassionate heart. That's very special. Absolutely. I remember Grandma saying, and I have relied on this. She told me, she said, always tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. And when I don't have anything else to pray about, I just stop and I say, thank you, God. Thank you. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what how I'm going to do this, but I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And that has resonated. Simple little thing that yeah. she said probably to every one of us, but it continues to resonate in our lives. There's that ripple effect that you're going to make, you're going to make, and I'm going to make in our kids and our grandkids. I think I read that in Jesus Calling the other day, that when you, when you pray, when you give thanks— it's the thing that goes goes straight up to heaven, and they hear it yeah. the loudest, yeah. the thankfulness. Right. The main thing that I've learned over this last couple of years is love. Mm-hmm. With the prejudices, with the madness over politics mm-hmm. and what's going on and who's getting more attention, who's not getting attention, if we would just all love one another and accept the faults, love them for who they are, Give them grace because they might have had a real rough day when they came in and chewed you out for something. Mm -hmm. Back off and think, maybe they had a rough day. I'm having a good day. Everybody should be happy like me. No, that's not the way it works. Exactly. That's true. Cut them a little slack and just love them no matter what color or what their belief. That's right. So, Reba, would you uh, read from Jesus Listens November 27th, if you would? Bountiful Jesus, I give thanks to you, for you are good. Your love endures forever. Amen. I want to take time to think about the many blessings you provide. 
Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, for every breath you give me. I'm grateful also for everyday provisions, food and water and shelter, clothing, family and friends. But the greatest gift I've received from you, my Savior, is everlasting life. As I consider all that you have done for me, I delight in who you are, the great I am. You are 100% good. There is not even a speck of darkness in you. Not a speck. The light of the world. Moreover, your love is unending. It goes on and on throughout eternity. Because I belong to you, thank you Lord for that, I am never separated from your loving presence. I know that you are always near, so I don't need to worry, thank you again, about whether or not I sense your presence. Instead of focusing on my feelings, help me to simply trust that you are with me and to thank you for your unfailing love. In your blessed name, amen. And Lord, I do pray for my sisters, Alice and Reba, and for our brother, Pake, that uh, he kind of honed us and shaped us too to be the women we are. And Lord, we love you and praise you and thank you that you are so faithful to us, Lord. Even though we didn't know what this passage was going to be, you orchestrated that and you made it all flow. We love you, Father. And Lord, we just thank you for the day that we will be reunited with our mama up in heaven. And we thank you for the influence that she had on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Every Thanksgiving, Mama wanted that song Mm -hmm. right there. Right there. And we're continuing the tradition. Thank you all so much for taking this time. I love you. I love you too. I love you so much. To find out more about what Reba, Susie, and Alice are up to, be sure to follow them on social media. And also, be sure to check out Reba's newest music project, Revised, Remixed, and Revisited, now available wherever you buy music. If you'd like to hear more stories about family connections through story and song, check out our Peace and Uncertain Times video with Ellie Holcomb over on our YouTube page. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we hear from CNN anchor Christy Paul, who opens up about an early abusive relationship in her life and how her brokenness led to her strength in Christ. I think the hardest part of being in a relationship like that is determining whether you're going to stay or go. Once you make the decision, it's still hard, but it's easy because you know you're doing the right thing. So I went into that marriage a very broken person and I came out broken but I came out stronger because God's grace was all around it. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? 
Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.